Welcome to this week's album, a book club but with music. Every Wednesday during a discussion that is streamed live on Twitch and YouTube, we discuss this week's album before then picking the album for the following week. Enjoy our discussion on this week's album. If you're listening on Spotify, you can listen to our Spotify exclusive episodes where you can hear some of the songs we discuss. Jake, 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 how are we? I ain't dead yet. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I have to say, just to start off this podcast, I needed this album. I I needed this. Um, a nice change in pace to the week before where I did not like that album. Um, and look, I, I, I'm not leaving any suspense here, obviously, by saying this. And I think last week we were all on the same vibe that we actually wanted to listen to this album when we done the random generator. Mm-hmm. Um, so much to the extent that we were originally supposed to be picking an album, trying to find a genre that Piggy might like. And I think we got a bit too giddy and got a bit selfish again here on this one. Yeah, no, fuck it. I mean, got to look at it like this too. This genuinely could have been an album Piggy likes. Uh, he likes emotional male singers, uh, you know, expressing their problems in a solo fashion so, so. yeah like, I don't even like the way Piggy is he obviously likes rap um, but he goes on about the like uh, to me rap is it's, even though they're speaking or rapping it's lyrics right so yeah. one of the things he likes about rap so much is the, the rhyming of the words obviously which is, which is what rap is but like <laughs> He just made like that's the main thing he likes is their wordplay, you know. So with that yeah. said, that's why I believe he there's songs in this album that he would like because of the the clever use of words and lyrics. Yeah, yeah Kurt Cobain was a, a an immensely clever writer, and that's a great way to describe him is the word clever because the way he always talked about music was that he believed that the music was written first and the lyrics were written second. And a lot of the times he pulled lyrics from his personal poetry. And it's a lot of those little clever licks that like were, were so ingrained in our head through the years. But nice. Did we, did, 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 did we talk about what, uh, for our listeners, this week we discussed, Nirv- we're discussing Nirvana's Nevermind, the mm. 1991 release. Um, Greg, did you? I didn't. Version? No, I what? just I just went in saying that I needed this album and I never mentioned what album it was. So good point. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I wanted to know if uh, you listen, what version you listened to. Oh, whatever was on uh, Spotify. Um, the last song was that sleep song or whatever that's called. Let me find it here real quick. Oh, um, song endless was, nameless. Uh, sorry. Yeah, that's a terrible song. I was gonna but... say, look, um, actually, I want so. For listeners, we mentioned we created a Discord channel recently, and in the Discord, we threw up a section for questions. I do believe someone had a question or, or made a point. I, I'm going to let you, by the way, Jake, um, get to the questions properly later on. But I do believe sure. someone was mentioning songs that were out of place, and that for me is yes. a song that is out of place, and that album definitely is. Yeah, and that was, I mean, we can get to that one right now because it, it does merge with what we're talking about. Uh, it was our friend Faldo from the chat who said, opinion on, there's two songs actually, Territorial Pissings and Endless Nameless. To me, they felt a little out of place on the album. And I think Greg and I both agree with you. They both, Big they time. don't feel like they fit. They feel very disjointed from the actual album as a cohesive whole. No, oddly enough, Territorial Pissing is not the second song for me. The second song that was out of place was uh, Polly for me. Oh, <laughs> Polly was written, I believe, as a, a women's rights movement song or something. What? He was writing about like the, yeah, you'll have to give me a minute. I'll look it up. He was writing about how women were like not being treated right in the area he was living at. Okay. Uh, no, not that I don't believe you. I just didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I started reading some of this stuff. Um, wrote it about an incident in Washington involving the abduction and rape of a 14 year old girl in 1987. Okay, so I had half that right. It was about a woman. I did not have the other half correct. <laughs> it was about yeah. a woman. <laughs> it was about a woman. Well, girl, 14 year old girl, but yeah. So, yeah, it, but just that whole the setting of that, it, it doesn't fit. Polly doesn't really fit too well either. No, and well. It, w- not just a setting, but for me, uh, production-wise, it just didn't fit with the rest of the album. Like, 
like the rest of the album was like it, it is a grunge album where some of the songs were touching on noise rock at times as well but this song just when you listen to it it just sound wise didn't fit with the rest of the songs for me like was this acoustic I don't think it was or no it was no. just yeah I just couldn't remember off the top of my head there but like but it just wasn't as noisy as the rest of the songs anyways well yeah and certain ones uh, like like endless nameless and territorial pissing just feel rough compared to the nirvana has a very refined sound to it and it, despite how they may how grunge might not seem refined to people nirvana has a very refined sound i mean you have to remember uh, i mean uh, chris Novelskix or whatever his name is aside the bass player who's amazingly talented this is dave grohl mm. and kurt cobain this is two of the rock gods of our time like this, especially girl like yeah and that was one thing like there's so much i wanted to talk about this week right but while we're talking about that girl so you and piggy were discussing t-rex a few weeks ago and yeah. one, one of the things you were discussing on that episode was how when a certain individual in a band usually the lead vocalist or lead singer if they pass away that usually the rest of the artists just kind of struggle to continue on from there, you know? And yeah. I remember when you were discussing that, you obviously mentioned Pink Floyd, which was the perfect example. I completely agree with you there. Um, mm. But also Nirvana are another great example. Like, yeah. I know Piggy's very familiar with a lot of these songs, but I'm not sure how familiar he is with the members of Nirvana. So, like, obviously Dave Grohl is nowadays more likely known to people like Piggy as the lead singer of Foo Fighters. Or where, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, but I don't think people would be familiar with Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. But obviously back then in Nirvana, Dave Grohl was the, the drummer for Nirvana. So, like, what a career that guy's had. Yeah. He's a uh, he's the Phil, he's the modern, oh, God, this might sound like an insult and a compliment at the same time, but he is the modern-day Phil Collins. I mean, oh the man God. went from being a drummer, predominantly a drummer to being a vocalist, a guitarist, a bass player, just an all around musician. Um, now Dave Grohl is leaps and bounds above Phil Collins, in my opinion, just because of the raw talent and because Dave Grohl's from Ohio. So you're welcome world. We also <laughs> give you Dave Grohl. I'm nice. telling you everything good comes from Ohio, but <laughs> almost Jake, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. We, we keep wondering that we'll get back to that one. We'll have a week of what's wrong with Jake. But <clears throat> Dave Grohl is just when Kurt Cobain died, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. Um, Dave Grohl didn't try to limp Nirvana along; he instead respected the memory and 100%. when and formed Foo Fighters as a solo project to start. Um, and he just they broke it off. I don't know what happened to the bass player, to be honest with you, though. No, I mean neither. And now that you're touching on that as well, actually, like Queen arguably one of my favorite bands and arguably one of the best bands in the world mm-hmm. after freddie mercury died like the rest of the band just like only one member fucking john deacon the bassist said right i'm calling it a day here but the drummer roger taylor and guitarist brian may just didn't know when to quit they're still going to this day queen and adam lambert now you know yeah so like they they're a prime example of lads look just move on from queen you know where dave Grohl quickly moved on from Nirvana. Yeah. Not disrespecting are... Nirvana, just said, right, that's Nirvana done. Time for yeah. me to continue on with a different project. There was no Nirvana without Kurt Cobain. And and there was no Queen without Freddie Mercury in the end of the day, really. I mean, but you can look at the other end of the spectrum where Pink Floyd is a perfect example where the opposite thing happened. They lost their lead man but they still soldiered on for what a whole nother album or two oh more than um more than an album or two like so they had a few albums so the first two albums i believe were with sid barry um, mm-hmm. and then the rest are without them um but pink floyd is is an interesting one because like you said there um they got better after sid barry left well and sid didn't die no like, he did, that, and no, sid he didn't. did Sid didn't leave on bad terms. Sid didn't. Sid went insane. insane and yeah. 
I, I think their way of respecting him was to keep this thing that he had built and went insane over alive. See, and I, I, think I it have, was a sign of respect. I, I have a different thing on that, right? So, Pink Floyd are a band that are fascinating to me for many reasons, but um, growing up, so the other two members are like there's obviously three members so i think nick mason is the keyboardist if i remember correctly um or is he the drummer i don't remember but i'm going to talk about two members of pink floyd um mm-hmm. there's um roger waters roger waters walters waters roger waters and david gilmore mm-hmm. so those two hate each other right um and they've had lawsuits against each other basically right and i've fallen into the dave gilmore camp so Dave Gil- Gilmore for me is the best thing about Pink Floyd for me. He's the guitarist that came in after Sid Barrett. Or, or did he come mm-hmm. in during? Um, no, he no. replaced Sid Barrett. He replaced mm-hmm. Sid Barrett as a guitarist and backing vocalist. Um, I think he became a lead vocalist. I don't know enough there. But anyways, Dave Gilmore to me is one of the best guitarists in the world. Um, but the issue that happened there was with... Roger Waters, he obviously wrote the lyrics where Dave Gilmore wrote the, like, what you call it, riffs and whatever. He done the, the, the instruments, the music, right? So yeah. for me, An- Animals, as an example, is one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums. It's, it relies heavily on the, the music and not just the lyrics. And that is an incredible album. So with, yeah. with Roger Waters and Dave Gilmore, they obviously... The Wall was basically a passion project for Roger Waters, right? He done that album based on like his granddad, for example, who was in the army and stuff like that. And obviously, it's like dedicated to Sid Barrett as well, or partially based on Sid Barrett and partially based on Roger Waters's life as well. Um, but so it, that album means a lot to Roger Waters, of course, right? But like I said, Roger, uh, the Wall, uh, Pink Floyd are not just their lyrics; they're also the music behind it as well, you know. Yeah. So when Roger Waters said, like, look, I own this album or whatever and started trying to make money off it without David Gilmore, that left a sour taste in my mouth, you know? Um, yeah. And like I said, they, they they basically went to court over and stuff. But anyways, I'm going on a rant now, but with, <laughs> with, with Pink Floyd, it's why you will now see Roger Waters the wall rather than Pink Floyd's the wall because of that right. lawsuit. So team David Gilmore. Team <laughs> David Gilmore. Uh, now back to Team Kurt Cobain or mm. Team David Grohl. Um, Just Team Nirvana, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I have a very specific and large note that I kind of circled a little darker than all the other ones because I felt like I don't think it's fair that the bass guitarist gets slightly overlooked. And I don't know if it was ever an ego thing on his part or he ever cared or not. He probably didn't. He got to play in Nirvana, but he started this band with Kurt Cobain. They knew each other in high school and started this band years and years after. Um, they started it as a Credence Clearwater revival tribute. What? <laughs> I am not fucking joking. <laughs> Can you picture what? Kurt Cobain playing CCR songs? <laughs> that, that has blown my mind. I didn't know that. No, no joke at all. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they added their uh, their one drummer who didn't last. Uh, he did the first album with them. Um, and then obviously we know the rest of the story when Dave Grohl came on. Um, but I the note is just like the bass player is so complimentative of the the vocals, the guitar work, the drums. He just floats there mm. and he doesn't. He's not overbearing, but he has a powerful presence without without overshadowing the two clear stars that he knew he was playing with. Mm. So kudos to him. And he, he did go on to play with the Foo Fighters, it looks like. Nice, I didn't know um, that. Oh, wait, what's his name again? The bassist? Uh, Novoselic? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I believe I... Let me Google his face there real quick. He's also got a pretty pretty impressive beard, Um, so props to him. Uh. So yeah, there's your there's one of your fun little packs. Hey, welcome, Butter. Welcome, everyone. Um, we will get to some of the questions in a little bit here from the Discord. And, you know, you're always welcome to throw some in chat. If uh, we see them, we'll get to them. And if we don't, don't hate us for nice. it. We do apologize. And if you're on our Spotify, why aren't you in our Twitch? Live <laughs> Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on in, hang out, interact. 
And come here, just to touch on what you're, what I think you were saying there about the, the basis as well. So like, it, it's similar enough to to Queen. Like when when Freddie Mercury died, like John Deacon just said, had so much respect for Freddie Mercury and so much respect for the fact that Queen are not Queen without Freddie Mercury, and he didn't mm-hmm. want to be in any other band, and he was just happy to just say, look, I've had my good. my <laughs> my fun in the sun or whatever. Uh, and I'll just call it a day now and he retired from music you know maybe it was the yeah. same situation for him where he's like look I'm never gonna ha- for him I'm never gonna have another Nirvana Nirvana was the best thing I've done and I, I don't like For he, he was he was content with that you know I think that's what it was yeah yeah well and granted you can't really shake a stick at Foo Fighters they still became pretty famous Every, it's still <laughs> a household name pretty famous yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, you, when you've got Dave Grohl leading, leading projects you're gonna have success mo- well some most of the time some of the time so um come here here's a question i have for you and for the viewers and the the people in the twitch chat this week before listening to this album you we all would have had um like i know we me and you have listened to the album before and so people in the stream but i mean this time around did listening to the album meet your expectations based on previous experiences okay so the short answer is yes. The long answer is kind of. Um, the 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 short answer basically is just yes. This is still Nirvana. This is still basically, uh, and this is kind of funny, but this is essentially what you hate because this is basically a best of album. Like, I mean, this is basically all of their bigger songs minus a couple here and there, mm-hmm. uh, all on one album. Uh, that being said, mm-hmm. the kind of slash no, the longer answer, look, we were all very different people in the 90s and early 2000s, mid 2000s when we listened to this. And Nirvana is usually the kind of music that you get introduced to or you seek out when <laughs> you need it, you, you know, <laughs> like when you need that that cathartic release, Kurt Cobain and his songs have always been there. Um, and they will always be there, but, you know, listening to it again and then reading some of his interviews and stuff, especially how he talks about his, the, I have a quote written down here. He, he talks about how his lyrics are a big pile of contradictions, a direct quote from him. And he says, he, it's funny because people are always trying to find the meaning and evaluate his lyrics. And he said, there's really very rarely anything to them. It's just things he wants to say. Mm. And knowing that and then listening to it and hearing the word jumble and these clever little quips, it did kind of change a little bit about how I felt. It, it will never take away from this album, but it, it will change my, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as deep as it did when I was in my early 20s. Okay. If that, if, and there's, there's a question there, just before, I won't move on from that one, which was, you don't find the meaning in his music from one of the Twitch viewers? I mean, um, it's hard to find the meaning in his music when he's been quoted as saying that he intentionally had very few songs that were intended to have meanings. I can I can bastardize uh, the lyrics all I want and search and dig for meanings all I want. But in the end of the day, they weren't mine to assign meaning to. Right. OK, so I'm going to answer that or like argue against what you're saying here. Right. For me, listening to this album, so I'll also answer the question that I had a moment ago that I mentioned last week that I haven't listened to this album in years. And I remember when I was a teenager, I had a big Kurt Cobain mural thing on my wall, right? So it was just one of those albums that for some reason I haven't listened to in so long, right? But anyways, going back this time around, I was curious, like excited to see if it was as good as it was and for me it, it was better than i remembered it being right um, mm-hmm. and you you touched on it by saying that it's, it's kind of a best of album right which yeah. i get like and when it starts off with smells like teen spirit it's easy to go and like like smells like teen spirit is like the behemoth rhapsody for queen you know it's the most heard song and like as a queen fan that's probably one of my least favorite songs because i've heard it too much you know however i was thinking when listening to it right pretend i've never heard this song before and it was such an incredible song, right? Um, but even the rest of the album, right? One thing that stood out to me this week was... <laughs> um, In Bloom was probably my favourite song this time around, right? Which is yeah. quite quite ironic because 
one of the things <laughs> I like about Nirvana is that they're they're counterculture, I guess, right? As in, they're they're going like like at the end of the day, Kurt Cobain is doing two things with this album for me. Anyways, he's pointing out, look, here's what you expect from us, but also here's what we want to do. That's yeah, exactly. That's one thing I take away from it. Um, and the other thing, like as in like him saying, yeah, you expect that, but no, we want to do this. And then secondly, he is pointing out the f- like in 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 bloom. Anyways, he's pointing out what I mentioned a few podcasts ago, which was the type of fans that I had at concerts. Where I remember I went to see Future Islands, and the crowd just wouldn't shut the fuck up talking until one song came on, which was Seasons. And then they were singing along to that song. And then I couldn't hear any other song in the concert because it wouldn't shut up again. And In Bloom perfectly points that out. Especially if you watch the music video for it. They have screaming fans throughout the whole video. And you're, like to me, that's hilarious because it's a great song, but he's also pointing out the fake fans who are there for the pretty songs, as he says. Yeah. See, and that's an interesting thing about uh, Nirvana that you do with albums more than I do usually is you watch the music videos sometimes, and I very rarely ever do. I noticed this back months ago now when we did Beyonce. Like, you like when they have a visual release, a visual concept to them. Did you watch a lot of the music videos with this album? So I I watched a few of them, not all of them. and part of that was because some of the videos for me were so iconic that like when I was listening to it, I straight away I was visualizing the videos in my head and then I was like, oh, I need to watch that video again. Um, so that's part of it. But also, I also want to touch on Tamar or Demora's question there, which was about you asking about him contradicting himself. I think mm-hmm. you were you probably referring to what Quirk Bain was probably saying about the song Come As You Are. So in Come As You Are, obviously he contradicts himself there so I wonder, is that what Kurt Cobain was talking about with the contradictory lyrics? Or was the he thing. talking about himself in general? I don't know. I'm not a dead man. I can't answer that question. No, <laughs> no. I, I I, mean, what I was saying is it could be that the, the quote you read was probably taken out of context is what I was saying. It, it very well could be. Uh, people don't realize that we, uh, we have a week to run a book club so <laughs> sometimes we can get things wrong and get them out of context it does happen and it leads to great discussions like this it can yeah uh, it definitely can uh, um but um, yeah I, I watched a good few of the videos Um, like obviously smells like teen spirit is an iconic video then i watched the video for him bloom which again to me is a hilarious video check that out and what else did i watch oh i didn't watch a video but I when I was listening to this album when Territorial Pistons came on, it reminded me of an experience in the past, uh, like for Nirvana, right? So Nirvana went on the Jonathan Ross show, and uh, which is a talk show in the UK. And I remember years ago, this happened obviously with Nirvana, but like they were supposed to come on and sing um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." But two minutes before the show, they were talking to each other and like, "Fuck it, will we just sing Territorial Pistons?" They're like, "Yeah, let's do it." So Jonathan Ross introduced them and then they came out and they played Territorial Pistons and at the end of it they just end up smashing the whole set um, and then walking off and as they walked off like uh, Jonathan Ross was just kind of like uh, okay that's not what we wanted them to play but uh, they also told us to tell you that they are available for kids birthdays and bar mitzvahs <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. So, they definitely would be. Again, while I listen to this album and listen to that song, that's why I come out with the feeling that this is them saying, look, you expect something from us, but this is what we want to do. Yeah. Whether or not well, that that's, was their intention, that's what I get from it. That was Kurt Cobain. I mean, that was just him. Like, he was going to be himself, true to himself. It's, it's why it's such a... Not why, but it is one of the many reasons it's such a shame that he died when he did. Like, mm. do you imagine what he could have done over the next 20 years? Like, it, like it's, it's hard to imagine, right? Because if you think about, like, Pearl Jam, right? So, growing up, I wasn't a fan of Pearl Jam. The, something about Eddie Vedder's voice annoyed me when I was younger. 
and maybe in my head it was probably like the whole Oasis versus Blur thing maybe for me it was also Nirvana versus Pearl Jam but I, I always consider myself a Nirvana fan and not a fan of Pearl Jam over the last 10 or so plus years I've become a big fan of Pearl Jam um, and in the last 10 years probably haven't listened to Nirvana you know so it's quite yeah. it's quite strange there it's quite interesting that one like Eddie Vedder to me is incredible an incredible artist incredible musician everything and who knows maybe Kurt Cobain could have gone that way who knows I mean it's hard to tell especially with artists who had such bad addiction issues he could have flamed out five years after he would have died like and his career could have went into the toilet it's hard to tell it is well like look again another band Red Hot Chili Peppers if you think about them like their very early albums are completely different to their latest albums, but they're still going strong, though. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, they well, could have changed again. at the times. Who knows? Huh. It's fun to speculate and think about it, though. It really yeah. is. I mean, I, who knows? He might, he may have divorced Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So this was a weird one, though. Uh, the more I listened to it, the more I realized I wasn't sure if Piggy was actually going to enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, on that topic, do we think Piggy enjoyed it? or anything? Oh, God, no. He might have liked one or two of the songs. And by liked, I mean tolerated. Have a, but, have a uh, quick browse through the chat there. See if, the, if anyone asked him that there or if, the, if he mentioned anything there. Because we, we, we mentioned last week that Piggy... So, basically, we're doing the... the the, the great challenge or whatever we're calling it where we're trying to find a, a genre that Piggy might like and we we had a theory that Piggy might like some of the songs here but Piggy also said that what he's going to do for the next while is not necessarily listen to the albums but we would throw out a suggestion for two or four two two songs each you know so four songs and um, from each album and he will listen and if they they grab his attention he might listen to the album so we threw out four songs to Piggy did he listen to them, and what did he think of them? He did listen to them, um, but he was in his, uh, no, I've heard this before, and it's just not for me. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I have just summarized what Piggy would have said while he was on the podcast. It's just not for me, guys. Uh, <laughs> I give it I give it a tree out of ten. It's yeah. just not for me. We, we should have, like, a this week's album bingo card where every time Piggy says, it's just not for me, we, we take that one off. Every time Piggy says something about Wayne, we'll take that off. Yeah. Oh, there was a question regarding Wayne. Hang on. Uh, Piggy, if you're out there, you're going to need to answer this in the chat. Oh, yeah. Greg have, and I... have a look at the questions on, that we had on Discord. See what we have first there. So our old buddy Blobsy here says, would Piggy rather get taken by Rod of the Covey or listen to this album? Only time will tell. I, I'm i going to guess he'd rather get taken. Um Feldo's oh, got a question for Piggy, too. He would like to know, what does Piggy like better, Ween or Nirvana? See, the, the listeners are just missing Piggy's weekly okay. reference to Ween. <laughs> and with that, right, so the songs that we suggested to Piggy, right, so I was going to throw him some, like, some of the more... <sighs> Obscure? I, yeah, yeah, but then I said, right, do you know what, I'll go for the the bangers, as Piggy would call it. So I sent him uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and I Believe Come As You Are. And yeah. his answer was, yeah, I've heard him before. And I was like, okay, you might have heard him before, but what do you think of him? And he's like, well, I've heard him before, so it's in one ear and out the other. So I was trying to say to Piggy, okay, I get that you've heard him before, but now that we're telling you to listen to those songs or asking you to listen to those songs, are you able to go in and listen to that and pay attention to that song and come out with an opinion on a song <laughs> he's basically no I can't so that, no. that's that's how Piggy is I guess I gave Piggy uh, Lithium and Something in the Way and what did he say about those songs or do uh, he didn't say anything all he told me was he doubts he's going to be on because he uh, he got the vaccine two days ago hey congratulations Piggy nice. proud of you buddy uh, Piggy, uh, but it feels like someone us. dropped a piano on him <laughs> but Piggy let us know what you thought of those two songs anyways yeah, let, let us know in the chat. I think we had one more question in the Discord. Let me jump on over here. 
Uh, I'm not sure if it's a question or a statement from Belfast, but I'll give it a read. When remembering this album in his childhood, it was nights of chill and good times, and I thought I would still feel the same when I heard it all again. I could only enjoy a few songs, and perhaps that was just because of the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia. Everything else just bled into one. Before I knew it, the album was over. And that's a pretty accurate statement, I feel like. <laughs> okay. I mean, the rose-colored glasses part, in, in the very least, mm. I think as we get older, we distance ourselves from Nirvana a bit because of the lack of the actual emotional connection. True. And we become slightly more stable adults. <laughs> like, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Was that you or Felder or both of you saying that? No, that was that was Belfast saying that. Oh, Belfast, sorry. That's, that's hit, I, I think that's hit the nail on the head. That probably sums up why I haven't listened to Nirvana in the last 10 years or so, like I said earlier. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, you listen to Nirvana when shit's down. Yeah. Or when you just want to scream at the world. Yeah, but I also mentioned that I needed this album, right? So what I meant by that is, last week's album was acoustic, and to me it was just boring. Where listening to this album this week, I was kind of thinking to myself, shit, I forgot how much I love stuff like this that I've neglected over the last how many years, you know? So... It has me wanting to revisit a lot of albums that I would have loved when I was younger but haven't listened to in recent years, you know? Sure. And in addition to that, I, I listened to this album a few times this week, right? But mm. one experience I also listened to it was while I was doing like a load of weights. So while I was doing the weights, I had this album on and absolutely loved it. Uh, what song did I love there actually really got my attention during the weights? It was Braid. So when Breed came on while well, I was like pumping iron, uh, no, when I when I was lifting weights or whatever, that song I had headphones on by the way. That song was incredible with headphones on. While I'm in the middle of like doing weights, great song. And uh, one of the things I loved about it was just obviously the music, uh, the intro with the guitar, but um, also the the audio uh, going from left to right on your headphones. That was incredible for that song. Really, really yeah. utilized it perfectly. Check that out on headphones, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Irish Chevron said, Great album when I was in late teens in the bully and alley in arcades. And he says, Not at all, Jake. Not just when shit's down or wants to scream. No, listen, it's not saying Nirvana is not a good just listening album. I, Greg's seen my backyard with my fire ring and all that shit. I would sit out back with a fire and listen to the Nirvana album uh, on, a, on a list of other albums just to have his music on. The the thing I mean is I don't feel like Nirvana is an active listening album. If I'm sitting here playing Rocket League with Greg, which I still need to download so we can play Rocket League, uh, <laughs> I might throw Nirvana on in the background. Like, sure, I mean, or it could be on shuffle. It's not gonna. And I'm not saying it doesn't have a a place outside of those times where it's not enjoyable. I'm just saying it feels like that's the more dominant time in our lives when we want to listen to it. Okay. Now that might just be me. Maybe, that's the like, fun of a book club. I I I half agree with you there, Jake. Though, and, and like that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing here because when before you started talking, I was like, no, I don't agree with you. But you you've you've kind of swayed me over there. Like, I obviously mentioned there that was a great album. This and what I was doing ways, but also when I was younger, I would have listened to this to Nirvana in general a lot while I was right now playing computer games and stuff like that. But also in the last 10 years, I haven't listened for the reasons we said earlier or the reasons we theorized on earlier. But um, I'd say a lot of it is also due to the fact that, like you said there, I don't think I can picture myself sitting down and just actively listening to this album a lot. Now, I did actively listen to it over the last week and I had mixed feelings about that. On one or two experiences, I really enjoyed the active listening. One or two experiences, it kind of felt like it dragged out. Just different, depending on where my mind was at, you know? Um, yeah. But like I said, while I was listening to this album while doing weights, perfect album for that was. Yeah, it's a pass the time album. So not not all of the time, but in a general sense, um, I feel like it's a it's a good album to have on. Like everybody knows the songs. Piggy knows these songs. Like it's a party yeah, album. True. That. God, calling it a party album feels very weird, but. <laughs> Uh, Bell said to lay to me it lays in the pile of background listening. I, I agree with just I agree with just all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going so, forward, I, I can see myself listen to songs or this album again, and um, but more so in the background, hundred percent. 
Now, Irish Chevron makes a very good point. It says it's a head bobbing album, and that is very true. More than once, I found myself like bopping my head, tapping my foot, like drumming on my legs. Like I think a lot of that is is Dave Grohl and, or, and the presence that he brings. Is it though, or is a lot of that Weird Al? Because <laughs> remember, just... Weird Al on the parody uh, smells like Nirvana. But and if yeah. I remember correctly, wasn't he just like? banging his head so much um, and he made a joke but I, I don't know I'm trying to remember the video for that um, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a we'll do a Weird Al album one, one week <laughs> we'll hate ourselves for it but we'll do it no I like Weird Al actually I have a soft spot for Weird Al Weird Al is actually considered one of the uh, most skilled accordion players in the world yeah no my brother-in-law is obsessed with Weird Al yeah he's a talented musician he is he just chose a different path uh, nothing wrong with that and, uh, Kurt Cobain chose a different path too. Probably uh, something wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord! And before we get into this chat, and there's like, I'll just address it right now so we can not dodge around all of it. Yes, the man killed himself. Yes, it was very sad. No, we don't have an answer. If there was a conspiracy, Greg and I do not know. Oh, we, we are oh, not. We're not getting into the Courtney Love today, are we now? Uh, we can in the after show it'll give the spotify listeners a reason to come over that being said suicide is a terrible thing if you're ever having a problem reach out to your local hotline or a friend don't hold it in and have terrible shit happen none of us want that so as as jake said a couple of weeks ago don't forget we are ireland's number one mental health music podcast we are (laughs) It's if you say it enough, it's true, people. That's hilarious. And um, well, look, actually, I would like you because you probably know more about it than me. Just briefly touch on those theories, just for Piggy, because Piggy usually goes on with this sort of stuff, and I find it fascinating about rap. I know very little because I always kind of just, just like okay. So the theories are like he obviously killed himself, right? But we okay, say yeah. I say obviously, but then there's theories out there that Courtney Love killed him, right? So right. that's the yeah. theory. So Is there other theories? Him- they, I, I have no idea. I know they found him with a, an exceedingly large amount of drugs in his system, including rohypnol, which is the date rape drug. But that's he was doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they and the, his body sat for days. The reaction from her just kind of didn't fit what a grieving widow would kind of be like. But she wasn't all there in the first place. It's it's hard to say. Um, I would have had a harder time believing that she did had anything to do with it up until the point where the daughter got all the rights and Courtney Love barely fought it. It felt like that kind of felt like her being like, yeah, take all the rights to your dad's stuff. Everyone stop looking at me. But I don't know. It, I, all I know is it's a sad situation one way or another. Um, and he, he was part of the 27 club. Like, yeah. But it, like, look, I'm not trying to get you to argue for the, the theory. I was just more so so we can educate Piggy, for example, on what that theory is, you know? Um, uh, yeah. yeah. They think his, uh, they think his wife at the time basically plotted and uh, worked out his murder. Yeah. Uh, like... Or his suicide by drugging him enough that he was suggestible enough to kill himself. Hmm. Which I, if anything, I would believe the second more than the first. I would believe that she drugged him to a point that combined with his depression and everything else, he was suggestible enough that <clears throat> she just drove him to kill himself. Um, well, there were, t- but who knows? Yeah. I'm not a dead man. No, no, no. Right, so moving on from um, favorite song on the album, everybody, Jake. Oh. Oh, wait, hang on. We've got a couple comments here. One second. Oh, yeah, get to the comments. Uh, Do it. A legend never dies. The crowd cries in the music they left their last goodbyes. And yeah, no, that's exactly how it is. A legend really never never dies. Um, I'd say my favorite song is always going to be Lithium. Come As You Are is, is a hard one to ignore, but I'd, I'd have to say Lithium will always have a, a spot in my heart. So... Uh, you what's yours um uh, uh, up until this week it would have been come as you are um so that would would have always been my favorite song on the album but this week i really enjoyed in bloom this week um which again is quite ironic considering the it's still a song. fantastic song oh it is yeah um 
and I know I think it was was it, sorry who who didn't like it was a fellow fellow yeah fellow didn't like territorial pissing but I really like that song actually I really like it. Yep, and Feldo just chimes in as you say his name. He says, Come As You Are is his favorite song. Guys, if you're in the chat, let us know. What, what's your favorite song on the album? Like, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, um, what's your least favorite song on the album? I mean, for, I mean, Endless Nameless is by far the worst song in this album, in my opinion. Like, Yeah, I agree with you there. Definitely the worst song on the album. Um, Bell has a backwards opinion to you. He says, Bloom is number two for him, and Come As You Are is number one. Yeah, like, look, I think at the end of the day, like, of all time, like, not just this week, of all time, Come As You Are is the best song on the album. But this week, I enjoyed In Blue more than anything else this week. Yeah. Um, Music is situational. Yeah. Now, with now, that, I, sorry, go on. Now, Irish Chevron said something very interesting. She says, my 12-year-old has a lot to say on this subject. Your 12-year-old probably knows Greg. And Greg probably knows your twelve-year-old. He is he or she is always welcome to communicate that stuff to Greg. He could bring him on the podcast. <laughs> Who cares? And and Belfast uh, said like smells like Teen Spirit has just been overplayed through the ages. Now that's true. And it, like I said, it's it's the Bohemian Rhapsody for Nirvana. It's just that song that you've heard it way too much that it goes in one ear and out the other. But I mean, kind with of. That being I mean, said, though, it's an incredible song, though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Overplayed. Well, Butter says. Butter here says, I will never not love Smells Like Teen Spirit. Like, And you can't deny, it. you're both right. It is an overplayed song. It's been ground into our heads to a fucking fine dust. But what a way to open an album. Oh, like, incredible way to open an album. That's what I was touching on earlier, that if I listened to this album this week, sorry, when I listened to this album this week, one of the things that went through my head was, pretend I've never heard this before, like this song. What an opener. What an opener. Yeah. And we talk about this often on this podcast. A strong opening to an album is huge. It can set the whole tone. And, and that's been a big thing Piggy's preached. Like, you better come in strong in those first three songs or you're going to lose yeah. people like Piggy who don't want to listen after that that amount of time. It's, it's, it's the... It's the television TV show theory I've always had. I will listen. I will listen. I will watch the pilot in the first episode. It can be a little clunky, a little trash because I understand it's a pilot. I will always give it two more episodes, but if it doesn't catch me, I'm not watching anymore after that. And an album is the same way for a lot of people. And Nirvana came in with <laughs> I, I, the Michael Jackson trio. Do you remember talking I was, about I was going Jackson? to say it. I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could say it myself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that chunk in the middle that Michael Jackson had, they had at the beginning. And it, it is a wonderful way to open an album. Big time. And, and I, like, so that's it. Like, we obviously, uh, few, ages ago, we were discussing uh, Thriller, the album from Michael Jackson. And we were just talking about how that is essentially a greatest hit album. Similar to this week, we're talk- saying the same as well. Um, yep. But we were talking about how three songs, just one after the other, we were like, holy shit. So it was Billie Jean, um, Bad, I believe. It could be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beat It. Uh, sorry, Beat It and Thriller. And we're just yeah. like, fuck me. Like, how could those three songs follow each other? Like, three bangers. And then this week, we obviously had Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Were, I think was the second song, or was in Bloom. Come as you are in bloom and yeah, um, come as you are. Sorry, smells like Teen Spirit in bloom and come as you are. I believe it was in that order. Yeah, and that's followed by Breed and Lithium, which are two more yeah. extremely good songs. Like fuck me, imagine imagine making this album or being the producer on this album and saying, lads, um, we have to cut a song here. Like imagine trying to say, like, look, we're gonna have to kick one of those songs, or not even, actually. Let, let's let's change that top conversation right and um, they were picking the singles for example off this album and mm-hmm. the producers i believe it was or the, the company the distributors i don't know whoever were saying oh like we're going to release um in bloom as the second single uh, or was it no coming you are as the second single but Kurt Cobain wanted in bloom to be the next single or i, I could be getting this the opposite way around but anyways my point is they were arguing with each other as to which song to release after smells like teen spirit you know so and that kind of showcases to me like they know they're onto hits with each of these songs and they're just trying to figure out which one to release as a single 
to guarantee a hit, you know? And for me, yeah. no matter which one they had released, they they were so good that it would have been an instant hit, you know? Yeah, well, and their producer was extremely talented and extremely sought after afterwards. I mean, he's called the Nevermind Man, Butch Vig. They refer to him as Nevermind Man, which, you know, because obviously this album's called Nevermind. But okay. just think about who he worked with afterwards sonic youth okay is the next big one but then it gets into like smashing pumpkins garbage another garbage album jimmy Eat world green day foo fighters muse goo goo dolls like nice. silver sun pickups like this guy has had an illustrious i don't want to call it an illustrious career but for that genre or that uh group of genres of music he's had a pretty well respected career and it makes so. sense because each artist you mentioned there now i don't know if you would define them or paint them all with the same brush of as grunge but i mean i no. could hear the same style from each artist you mentioned there yeah and here's the thing about nirvana is like they bleed they they ride this blind beautifully of like punk grunge alt rock like they kind of do this down the line of being all three of them and i mean they're grunge at heart but i feel like that's what like the bands that he worked with are kind of like that too they kind of mesh yeah. and flow between these genres so but as well remember i mentioned girl band a few episodes ago saying that when i first heard them i thought they were from uh, um is it seattle again jake i got I, yeah, you thought they were you thought they were from Seattle, but yeah, and but that's because the noise it just sounded like grunge or that Seattle noise, you know. Um, yeah, and listening to this album this week, there was there was times where I was like, right, yeah, I can see why girl band were inspired by this type of music, you know. There was one or two songs that were quite noise rock. I can't remember offhand which ones. Maybe it was the last one which I didn't like. Endless name is I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and Territorial Pistons, like, I'll get vibes of Girl Band. I'd say Girl Bands were quite inspired by that song. Speaking yeah. of which, what artists do you think were inspired by Nirvana based on listening to this album? Silver Sun Pickers were definitely inspired by Nirvana. Yeah, that's the very first one I think of. I mean, it's... it's Oh, sorry, I heard something. It's the garage door opening. It's, it's hard to... It's hard to really point to many other big ones like that i mean the foo fighters were obviously inspired by nirvana as were queens of stone age because they had dave Grohl in them like that's such uh, an odd statement to say and i'm not saying that's lagging you i'm just like just thinking about like that's a tough one to talk about because he's obviously in nirvana (laughs) yeah i i mean other than that, really, the Silver Sun pickups are the first ones that jump out to me. Yeah, just because we mentioned them a few moments ago. And if you hadn't mentioned them a few moments ago, I don't think I would have taught them so quickly. But I girl, wouldn't either. girl band are obviously inspired by them, in my opinion, as well. Um, well, I mean, Bouncing Souls, No Effects. I mean, a lot of the big punk bands of the modern day were, obviously, they have some in for it, in inspiration from that's Nirvana. A- that's a great show by Belfast as well. I think Weezer were heavily inspired by Nirvana. Weezer, definitely, yes. Definitely. Yes, a mixture between the music and the videos as well because Nirvana have a good bit of sense of humor with the videos, and so do Weezer. And when I watch some Weezer videos, they do remind me of Nirvana's sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Nice. So yeah, it's a good one. So, how would you rate this album? You know, if this was. 30 years ago when I was in my 20s uh, I would probably rate this a lot higher Um, I would have to say at this point like this is this is a 6 it's a good 6 too it's a 6 it's not like a 6 like a uh, a 6 in the sense that like it should be an insult that it's a 6 well look Jake I just want to say that we were discussing the fact that it's almost the greatest hits album and yeah, yet you're rating it a six. It's just not hitting me in a great way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, if I was to compare this against other Nirvana albums, sure, it'd be a much higher score. But like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a seven. I'm gonna call it a seven. I think that's that's more fair because I kept thinking in my head, it's a high six though. It's a it's a it's a high six. It's like no, it's a seven. Yeah, no, it's a it's a seven for me. It's funny, like, um, 
So uh, one thing that came to mind before I even listening to this album this week, or probably last week when we picked it, the first thing that came to my mind about this album was Rolling Stones' Stones review, right? So when this album came out, Rolling Stones gave it a three out of five, and then they yeah. later on changed that to a five out of five. And it aged, yeah, like but a, like a good wine. Yeah, <laughs> but I was reading up about this this week, like that about the fact that they changed their rating. And one thing, like Rolling Stones done an article on ratings that they've done that they then eventually changed later on, you know. And they discussed how Nevermind is their most famous one, you know. And they yeah. mentioned that in the original review, it sounds like he's about to rate it a four. Yeah, he goes on and gives it a three, which is quite similar to what you were doing there, where you're rating it a six, but you feel like it's a bit higher rated at a seven but yet for some reason you're giving it a six it it's not that it's not a deserving album of a of a nine but it's just it's not hitting me this week with that like with those eight nine vibes like like, and and, you know our chat's coming in belfast is a eight or nine back in time but right now for him it's a five or a six feldo says it's a seven for him and Irish Chevron says it's no lower than a seven, that's for sure. And it, it, again, it's interesting because it's like I, I mentioned this very early on in the podcast that it's hard for me to rate albums because, in one way, I'm like, I want to rate it based on how I felt this week. And then in another way, I'm like, but in the grand scheme of things, I need to take this into account as well. So it's a tough one to rate, but I always say, rate it on how you feel this week. So yeah. if you're sticking with your guns, you feel like a six this week. Is that right? No, I think a seven. I think a seven is going to be my final answer, Alex. So you're thinking a seven. Belfast said, back in time, I know you already said this, but I'm just going to go through them real quick. Belfast yeah. said, back in time, between an eight and a nine, but now five to six. Fellow said a seven for me. Irish Chevron said no lower than seven for me. Iron Apple said it's around a five or six for me. So interesting. And then I'm actually going to say, this week... Originally, I, I, I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it a nine. Okay, it's all up there. right. Um, all right. And that's a tough nine because it's a greatest hits album. Like we said, there are just so many bangers in this album. But at mm-hmm. the same time, Polly, while it's out of place, it's still a good song. It's just out of place on this album. But then that last song doesn't deserve to be in that album. What's it called again? Endless Nameless. Get... If, the, if that yeah. song wasn't on that album... Well, again, Polly is... I'm not going to say it would have been a perfect album if it wasn't on it, because obviously I feel like Polly's out of place in that album. But yeah, every song is a great song, Barrett and this Nameless. I just feel like Polly is out of place on this album. Yeah. Butter says it's around a five or a six for him. Fascinating. I mean, it, and we've always said since... Well, at least I have since the first time I was here, getting that, that first 10 is going to be hard to get for me. Um, we did the Doors greatest hits, like my favorite, one of my favorite groups of all time. Their greatest hits album, and I only gave it a nine. See, so, I, I I don't like the Doors, right? So I, I look, that's the different conversation. But I mean, I honest to God, truly feel that one of the reasons I'm rating the album so highly is purely based on nostalgia. Because listen to this album this week, obviously there's a lot of nostalgia for everybody who listened to it this week, you know, um. But one of the thoughts I had to myself was, man, I need, I need to listen to so many good albums like this that I loved when I was younger. And that's yeah. a large factor for me when rating it this week. You know, it just, I forgot how good this album was. Um, and it exceeded my expectations this week. No, yeah, that's, and that's great. I'm happy that it did for you. Um, Irish Chevron says the reason I don't give it a nine is because I wouldn't listen to it every day this week or during this time in my life. Uh, he also says, yes, Smiths and Doors are great. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, and Feldo says, if Territorial and that last song, Endless Nameless, I keep forgetting the name of it, would, it would, or Gone, it would be an 8.5 for him. Fascinating. All fair. Yeah. And I, I love the the broad range of ratings we're getting off of this week. So for anywhere from a 5 up to a 9. That's <laughs> what this podcast was meant yeah. for. Sitting down at the, so Belfast said sitting down at the lag the lagging side and drinking cider hiding from the police and banging my head to Nirvana nostalgia. 
for me, it was, ah, yeah. it was uh, sitting in a room on my own, hating life. <laughs> no, not far off, to be honest. <laughs> no, like flipping over pool table or flipping over <laughs> tables and yelling at people. Wait, no, you're not in swords anymore. No, but no, like growing up, like obviously when I started to discover music, um, I was a bit of a loner at times, you know, and I would have been like isolated listening to music like this and enjoying my own time, enjoying it. Um, yeah. So when I listened to this album, I just remember the good times where the good times where nobody was annoying me and I was just enjoying myself and the music. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, so you want to tell the folks what our next theme or our next uh, genre is? Sure, we'll we'll discuss that now. So let's have a look here, right? So we're gonna yeah. switch over to our screen share. Brown, brown, brown. Twitch viewers have a gander. Right, so our genre is alternative rock, which is quite interesting Broad. because we just done alternative, but we're going in alphabetical order. So mm-hmm. last week was alternative, this week it's alternative rock. Now, myself oh, and Jake God. were discussing this before we actually went live, that um. We probably were a little bit selfish last week when we were picking this album because we were supposed to be picking an album that we think Piggy might like and we got a bit excited and picked this album. Um, So there's every possibility that similar style albums will appear here in alternative rock. Well, and something needs to be said too about this is like we understand this is the great mission. We're trying to find Piggy more genres here. Like we've also both greg especially but me me as well we've known piggy a long time and we both know that there's going to be certain genres that we might as well be selfish with just on greg's drop down there is no point in trying to find a death metal album we think piggy's gonna like greg and i might as well find one we can make the best Mm. of the week with (laughs) like true and again guys as we said last week if you have any genres to suggest we can add them to the list. We'll yeah. find a way to make it random. Cool. So let's have a look here. See what alternative. Actually, before I click on alternative rock, right? Let's let's kind of have a quick mental recap here for ourselves. Ultimately, the goal here is to try find a genre that Piggy might like. Yep. However, if we can't find some, if we just know straight away Piggy will not like any of these albums, are we going to go try pick an album that we all might like, like an album that we're interested in, isn't it? Or are we still trying to find some that might please Piggy? What, what? Let's set the ground rules here. It's hard to do three weeks in. We're going to have to play a lot of this by ear. <laughs> but uh, right now, the best thing to do is if on the first uh, randomization, we don't see something that uh, any of us can swallow, we'll do it again. And, if after two, we don't see anything that Piggy might like, we'll do a third and then we'll go from there. We'll pick for us. Okay, and Piggy chimed That's in what we, uh, saying, I'm happy to see if something comes up, but I don't think I'll like it. You can have free week, I suppose. Yeah, so Piggy, like alternative rock would be things like R.E.M. or the White Stripes or... God, I'm trying to think of more popular ones. Well, well that, let's, like, have let's have a know. look. Let's have a look, right? Uh, so I'll click alternative rock and we'll see what appears. Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> no, uh, so REM, Automatic for the People, some band called mm. Bully, and the album's called Feels yeah. Like, and then another band called Gay Su Akyal, and the album is called Istikarali Hayal Hakikatir, or something. What like that. is that? That album was released. I'm gonna look that up. See, this is the thing: do we want to look that up, or do we want to give the viewers the opportunity to pick an album by blind picking it here? Oh, they can blind pick it. That don't mean I don't want to know what the hell. Piggy, does anything grab your attention here? That is a person's name. Fascinating. Now, all my for the people, I'm very open to listen to. That's a really good and well it's a good example see and here's another thing to consider if if there's an album that's a really good example of the genre i think it's fair to pick that too and rem's automatic for the people is a very good example of the genre i'd be like look i'm just gonna say it like when i was younger for example or even as an adult i would be a fan of rem and i have mm-hmm. listened to automatic for the people 
So that's why I wasn't originally saying, yeah, let's go for it, because I already know my feelings on that album. But then again, I already knew my feelings on Nevermind. But with that said, if we're going for the genre of alternative rock, I'm happy to listen to Automatic for the People. As for the other two bands there, or artists there, Bully and Gay Suakyo, I'm not familiar with them, but I'm happy to listen to them if anyone wants to listen to them. Hey, Piggy says, yeah, do the first one. Oh, really? Let me see. Don't, fuck with, don't fuck with us, Piggy. Yeah. Because we will. Uh, Gate, what's it called? Uh, oh, no, don't try to pronounce it. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify, it's there. That album is How 42 is minutes long with 10 songs. Give me like one second. Let me just click this album here and see if there's. Do we actual... want to do that though, or do we? No, want I to? don't. You know what? Fuck it. I don't. If that's what Piggy wants to hear, then Piggy better have some things for us to say from his perspective next week. I don't know. You don't have to be. You don't have to be on the show, Piggy, but you better have some opinions. Oh, this is a good point, Jake. So if we're letting Piggy pick the album, he has to be on the podcast next week. Yeah, we're not going to let you just be a dick and pick the worst <laughs> things to, to screw with us. It, either If you want it, you've got to at least, you don't have to be on the whole podcast, but you need to pop on and give a few opinions, and then you can pop back off. Yeah. If, if, you're, fine with, if you're fine with that, we'll listen to Gay Suak, y'all. So, well, we'll, Piggy, we'll wait to see Piggy's yeah. response. Now, while, Piggy, while we're waiting on Piggy's response... I'm going to argue for R.E.M. in the sense that Piggy also said before that he wanted to listen to artists that are like considered um, legends, I guess, and that he wouldn't That's normally... That's R.E.M. Yeah, and, and, but also artists that he wouldn't normally listen to, you know? So yeah. I think the songs from R.E.M. that Piggy would like, and I think... This is a Legends band that we never even discussed listening to before. I mean, yeah, no, this is this is one of the greatest bands of all time. Yeah. R.E.M. is, yeah, if, if Piggy doesn't want to come on the podcast, no, I'll definitely say that to steal an album I know or know of. Okay, we're going to, I guess we're going to do R.E.M. No, and here's the thing, Belfast, and you make a great point, which is why I think it's great that we would do this album. Automatic for the People is not the album with Losing My Religion on it. He says, I hear R.E.M. And the only thing I can think of is Losing My Religion. Mm. This is a great great chance to bring a whole new view of R.E.M. I think we should do it. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to do R.E.M. Nice. Piggy said, again, I've heard a few songs from R.E.M., maybe three to four only. I would guess you probably only heard one to two, and probably the main one is Losing My Religion. No, he would have heard Everybody Horse, which is on this album. Oh, yeah. All right. So this week is Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Hey, Greg, click Generate just one more time. I was was curious to see what you're missing out on. Oh, I've clicked it a few times. I mean, I saw Uh a couple I would have picked over R.E.M. going through, but I'm not going (laughs) to complain about R.E.M. Interesting. Garbage, who we mentioned earlier. Jack White from uh, (sighs) Lazaretto. And then PJ Harvey. So I have seen Jack White in concert three times now. Nice. Yeah. But never by himself. Interesting. Blur, yeah. Radiohead, and Faith No More. I wonder what uh I wonder what his one group is considered. Because I'm surprised he's listed as alt rock. Cause like I don't think I would consider him as being Alternative Sonic. rock. Ooh, Sonic Youth and Nick Cave. Oh, I think Piggy could like Nick Cave. Really? Oh, yes. Let me see what songs are on this album. So it's the album Let Love In. I mean, if you think he's gonna like it, I mean, Nick Cave is an enjoyable person to listen to. That's yeah, for but sure. he's he's a poet as well, and yeah, if Piggy, oh, yeah, I mean. It... Is it Nick Cave by himself or is it him in the bad seeds? It's Nick Cave in the bad seeds. Let love in. Let's see here. Let me. I genuinely think Piggy could like this album. There's only one thing we're ever going to check on, in my opinion, and that is the length of the album. So we don't forty-eight minutes. 
Perfect. Yeah. I mean, but, I I will I will listen to Nick Cave. I yeah, but but I need to also you need to ground me at times here because I might think Piggy might like it, but you could also tell me Piggy will not like this. You know, so don't be don't I, be afraid to tell this me. This is this is this is closer to like the T Rex Arctic Monkey. I don't know, cause like this almost this almost verges on glam rock more than it verges on alt rock or post punk. I, I I would almost I would almost call this a punk album. Yeah, no, then Piggy will not like this album. Piggy won't like it. I I I'm thinking too much into it by saying the lyrics, but when Piggy listens to this album, he would hate his life. Yeah. This week's album, Will Piggy Like It? No, we called it The Great Mission, Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> right. We no, we're, we're going we're gonna to stick with R.E.M. I think R.E.M. is a safe bet. So Automatic for the People by R.E.M., yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good one. Right. Nice. This week's album is Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Jake? Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to do the outro before we have a few minutes uh, on the um, after show? Uh, all of our lovely viewers on Twitch, you heard the man. This week we get a couple minutes on the after show, probably about 15 before he's got to pop off and go to bed. Yeah. I mean, the man he's a hardworking man. Uh, but, yeah, I can – so, guys, if you're on Twitch, stick around. The stream might cut it out for a second. No big deal. Now, to all of our other listeners, we, we love you. What the hell are you doing? Get over here on Twitch and talk to us. It's been a really fun night getting to talk to all of our listeners and, and interact with you guys. But, hey, we're going to love you guys either way. So, as always – Thank you for listening. We can never tell you how much we love your support and appreciate it. Uh, from Greg, from Piggy, from myself, uh, we'll keep putting this out as long as you guys keep listening to it. So that was this week's album, Nevermind by Nirvana. Uh, you know, if you're not following us on social media, get out there, follow us on everything you can ever think of. It's this week's album. Um, unless you want to go follow Greg's Instagram, you DM me. I'll give you the Instagram link for some good photos. But that being said, hey, prep yourselves for next week's show. We're going to be listening to Automatic for the People by REM. We'll see you then, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m., whatever the hell it is in Dublin, Ireland. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, have a good week, guys. We'll see you next week.